Welcome to TopCon Talks Agriculture, the conversation of life, strategy, and defining career moves with farmer guests and allied industry. I'm Tara Baker, and today we welcome back Amanda Solman for part two of the conversation on coaching and agribusiness. We will dig a little bit deeper into why you may need a coach, how to navigate that process, and even discuss a new program called Coachinars that Amanda and her team launched during coronavirus. Let's get started. Let's get started. I'm Tara Baker, and today we have Dave Orr joining again as a co-host, coming from the northern side of the Canadian border. And also, we are welcoming back Amanda Solman. You may remember her from episode three, where we dipped our foot into what it means to be a coach in agribusiness. And today, we're going to take that deeper dive into more of the granularity of how to approach um, how to approach being coached, or why it may be important to you. In ag, we tend to be very autonomous workers and um, just kind of do it yourself, get it done kind of folks, which is tremendous. But we sometimes need a little bit of a help or a little bit of boost to further ourselves personally and professionally. So what does it look like if I call you and say, hey, Amanda, I am new sales rep at XYZ Company, or hey, Amanda, I have just became a director at my co-op, and I now have this team reporting to me, and this is an unfamiliar feeling, and I want to do better. Or hey, Amanda, I am a CEO of a corporation and have been for a long time, but I know that I need to hit the reset button, but I'm not sure how to approach it. What does that look like then with you responding to that and putting a plan in place? Oh man, Tara, if I could have every manager and CEO be that self-aware of their opportunity for growth, that would be, that would be like my heaven. Um, no, but if, if we've got folks who... Wait, quick question. Do you ever have somebody else call it in for them? <laughs> uh <laughs> Yes. <laughs> you know, so we like Tara, are you Tara, are you asking like does somebody call in and be like, Hey, this CEO could use some leadership, you should give them a call and just be like, Hey, we're here for you. Like, is that what you're thinking? <laughs> well, I'm sure they have to do it in a roundabout way, but yeah. <laughs> for sure, for sure. Uh, no, it's funny that you asked that because everybody on our team has our own individual networks and, and as they learn, you know, what what we do. I would be lying if I didn't say that we've had, you know, just friends and colleagues of ours that are like, okay, how do I get you to come talk to my boss? How do I get you to come talk to my CEO? Right? Like, so totally, totally it happens. Um, but, but in those, in those instances, either where somebody has said, Hey, you should really talk to so-and-so at my company or those folks who recognize in themselves, we've got some opportunity to improve in our team. For us, that usually starts with, um, what we would call a discovery conversation. And it's, it's usually Mark or one of our other business development folks on our team who will, will lead that conversation. I have to be honest, I am not a salesperson. And so I do not normally lead those conversations. Uh, but, but when, when they have those discussions, 
The first thing is really just getting to know your business, your team, you as a leader, and really seeking to understand what is the current experience. It is our philosophy that we will never go into a prospective client and right off the bat be like, well, here's what's wrong. Here's what you need to fix. Here's how you should work with us. Like that's just not our jam. We really want to get to know what your unique experience is so that we can help you build the most effective path forward. Uh, For some people, that is sending a few individuals to one of our public trainings. We we run uh, training programs that training and coaching programs that are open to people of any company. And so sometimes people will say, Hey, I just want to send, you know, two or three people to that and, and have them experience your training to, to learn more or to help in their specific department. We'll also have companies where they're like, you know, Hey, it makes most sense for us to do something private for you guys specifically, where we'll we'll come in, work with your entire sales team or your entire marketing team or your entire whatever team and, and really do training and coaching as an internal initiative. Uh, We'll also have folks who, you know, it makes most sense to have a more extensive project similar to the one I, I shared where we're putting together actually more of a consulting approach in building a more formal process and implementing that process. And, and so it just really depends on, on the client and what, what the client is experiencing. And that always starts with some sort of discovery conversation to really get to understand you and your needs. Cause you know, I don't know about you guys. I don't love when people just like barely know me and tell me what they think I need to do. I would rather somebody get to understand me and my experience and then, and then see where they fit. And that's really how we approach helping our, our current and prospective clients. Now, Amanda, in, you know, you kind of referenced that uh, you guys are more than willing to come into a company um, and put on, you know, in-person trainings. Um, I've seen on your, on the MS or MJST uh, website, you guys have coachinars, which I'm going to ask you about in a minute and exactly what those are and what they all entail. Now, in the current state that we're at with the COVID-19 ongoing, how have you guys had to pivot or flex around the ongoing health concerns and and restrictions of mostly doing in-person training and and how are you still performing those services for, for companies? Yeah, it's a crazy world we're living in, isn't it? (laughs) Um, So it's interesting because in certain aspects of our business, things really haven't changed all that much, but in other aspects of our business, things have changed hugely on the not so much change side of the world. We are already a fully remote team. We always have been, um, I'm the furthest East in the country. And then we've got team members stretching all the way to California. So that the, the part where, Many people have had to learn how to work from home. That part was actually really easy for us. We just kept doing what we were doing. Uh, but that being said, the the live training side of things has been the biggest shift for us. So I mentioned earlier that we will do public events. Our our kind of what you might call our flagship program is what we call the Thriving Leader. It's a two day live training followed by 12 weeks of small group coaching support. 
And while the, the coaching, we always do virtually, we do that using zoom. The reality is we don't start coaching till we have the live event. And so we had a live event scheduled in April or May that we ended up canceling. And, um, we're now looking at our, our, what was supposed to be our next quarterly event in July. And it's looking like that may be a challenge to continue or to hold in, um, in a live capacity as well. And so what that means is when we don't run the live event, we don't have people coming into coaching. And and so that is really kind of shaken up our traditional routine. And then in, on the not, the non-public side of the world, we have also had challenges in that, you know, where we had private events scheduled with some of our clients, they canceled those as well. And so uh, it's it's not easy. That's for sure. So if, if there's small businesses out there who are struggling, I, I, you know, each, each situation is unique and they say, we get it. We are, we are really trying to figure out how we, how we pivot, how we adapt to make sure that our team um, continues to have income, right? It's every small business is supporting families. And and so that continues to be our mission is how do we create value for our clients and how do we continue to create uh, a sense of stability for our, our small team. And so uh, I'll talk about the two main ways we're making pivots and then we can dive into the coaching which you mentioned. You scream, I scream, we all scream for ice cream with this episode of TopCon Talks Agriculture, being brought to you by TopCon's new feed app. TopCon wants to continue our dairy celebration during National Ice Cream Month, and you're invited to the party. Download the free Tap Feed app on your mobile device, and TopCon will match each download with a gallon of milk or ice cream donated to local food banks. Yep, it's that simple. You hit download, and we hit donate. So one of the ways we're pivoting is looking at how we can shift the live experience into a virtual experience. We were able to do that with an event that was originally scheduled in April. We turned that from a four-day in-person training to a six-week virtual experience. And so that was, it was a small, a small group that we were working with on that. And, and so that pivot worked for that. And and I'm glad that we were able to do that right now with the potential cancel of the July live training that I mentioned, we're trying to think through what would that look like in a virtual setting? Um, because, uh, if, if you talk to any of our clients, they will tell you there, there is something special about our live events. Um, we are not, you won't find a PowerPoint presentation in our trainings. Uh, we have very interactive live events and there is a magic to that. And it's not that it can't be done virtually, but we also really want to be cognizant of, of trying to maintain that specialness that comes with bringing people together in person to connect and learn. And so I will say those are still some waters where we're navigating. 
The other thing, the other pivot we've made is to what you've mentioned, which is our, our coach and ours structure, which is, it's kind of a funny word, but it's a mashup of coaching and webinars. And so I, I, you mentioned maybe wanted to dive into that. So I'll let you ask any clarifying questions before I, I go on a tangent about what those are. Yeah, I think that, I think you asked the question. I hope you answered it. The question is, is, is what is coach and ours? And I guess, who are they available to? And, and what, uh, what can I walk away if I take a couple of these coaching hours? What can I walk away with in my back pocket? Yeah, perfect. I always try to stop myself and take a breath because I'm known for, for rambling on all of the details. <laughs> I wanted to make sure that I, I didn't ramble too long. But yeah, so, so coaching ours, like I said, a, a matchup, a, a mashup of coaching and webinars. So Whereas our coaching sessions are primarily conversational and, and a dialogue. And I, I traditionally think of webinars as more unidirectional teaching, right? I sit here, I listen, I watch the webinar. Coachinars are an opportunity to mix those up. So there's some teaching and there's some conversation and dialogue. It's, it's kind of trying to find that middle ground in each. And that really sprung up out of this, again, desire to, to keep everybody working and bringing value and also to do what we do best, which is the fact that we have some really great tools, frameworks, models, approaches that are valuable for our customers to, or our clients to learn. And there's a lot of value in discussion around you know, application and how would I use this here and where have I done this and did it work? Did it not work? What could I do differently? And just creating space for that conversation. So Cochinars are a membership-based program. I think of it kind of like Netflix, but for personal and professional development where you pay a standing monthly fee and depending on what, um, what level of membership you sign up for, you get access to um, at least three hours of coaching our sessions each month, as well as some supporting resources. So what we found is these are really great for folks who either have never done coaching before and are looking to kind of put their toe in the water of, of coaching and, and personal and professional development at a pretty affordable price. Or for those who have been through our programs before, really got a lot out of their coaching and are looking for some sort of ongoing support. And so it's nice because it really meets needs on both ends of the spectrum. Like I said, um, there's th each coach is hosting three coach in our sessions a month and the coach is picking those topics. So for example, this month in June, I'm do, leading a series all about how to make tough conversations slightly easier. Yeah, I don't know about you, but I don't really love having hard conversations. Uh, and yet they're really important to be able to have with, you know, managers, uh, people in our personal lives, our customers and clients. And so that's what this the series I'm leading this month is all about. Uh, and then each coach picks something a little differently. So Mark Jewell, in his coach in our sessions, he's 
really focused on teaching and coaching around sales. And so he's covering everything from, um, you know, the sales process to how to have good discovery questions. When do you move into asking for the, the purchase and, uh, just all of these things that come up for those who are selling something, uh, primarily in the, in the ag industry. And, uh, my co- colleague, John is really focused on leadership and those middle managers and, and how do they really grow their confidence and being able to lead both themselves and their team. And, uh, Christina, my other colleague is really focusing on more general mindset topics that, uh, you know, impact everybody, whether it's things like, uh, self-talk, learning how to listen to other people better, right? Just those things that are just the challenge of being human <laughs> and, uh, and, and discovering ways to, to work through and, and really thrive in those areas. So our goal with all of these coachinars is that people can find value that's unique and individualized to them. So if you're a salesperson who is like, crap, I can't, I'm not allowed to go visit my customers on their farm or in their place of business. How do I continue bringing value? You know, Mark's community is a really great place for that. Or uh, maybe you're an early career person who is, you know, really struggling with the confidence to advocate for yourself or ask questions. And, you know, maybe something with me or Christina might be a, a good place for you to go. And, and so, we've got an unlimited membership where people can access coaching from everybody. And then we've also got individual coach memberships. So if a single coach really resonates with you, um, you can, you can be a member of their, of their community. And, and in those sessions, again, it's just a mix of teaching skill sets, teaching approaches and, and ways to think through these real life situations that we all go through in a way that is, flexible for people's schedules and is affordable. So Amanda, I think with uh, the year 2020, every single business, large or small, farm level or corporate has had tough conversations. I'm sure it's been everything from, um, do we need to change what we're planting this year to, um, you know, we have to do layoffs. How do we approach that? What are some of the tough conversations that your clients have been having and and how are you approaching that with them? Yeah. Good question. Sounds like a title of Amanda's next podcast. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's super interesting because this idea of tough conversations has been coming up in lots from lots of different angles, kind of to your point. So I've, I've, coached people through everything from, Oh my goodness, I'm working at home with my family and they're driving me nuts and no, it's just not working. And like, how do we have conversations with our, our family members to things as serious as, Hey, the, the finances of the business are not great right now due to all of the impact of of COVID-19 and and numerous things. And so how do I have those conversations among my leadership team with my employees? And, and so in all of those where I'm, I'm really focusing on 
kind of two different angles is that, um, first and foremost, whenever we have to have a tough conversation, remembering that I can't control how the other person receives the information. And so what do I need to do to make sure I show up as the best version of me so that I can influence the outcome as best as possible. And then on the other side of it, how are we making sure to communicate early and often about what expectations are so that um, we're all on the same page, both at the beginning of, of something as well as as things continue to change? Because if there's anything that's true about the, the world as we found ourselves in it right now, it's that things seem to evolve every day, which means we've got to be re-communicating and re-managing expectations constantly to avoid having to have an even harder conversation down the line. I don't know, Tara, if that, that answers your question. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I just think with 2020, it's it's been crazy for all of us. It's been a crazy ride. And if anybody understands approaching those tough conversations, thinking through business strategy to pivot um, and then rolling out that plan, it's certainly you and your team because that's what you guys specialize in. Um, so I, I was just wondering, you know, how some of those have gone because, at first with the coronavirus and everything, that was one whole, you know, bag of worms to deal with. But now it, it could be something as simple as, hey, there's a bus of, of rioters headed out our direction. How do we batten down the hatches on our storefront um, just to make sure that everything's, you know, safe and still there at the end of this? Um, so it's it's just a lot of moving pieces to deal with almost in it almost feels like everybody's kind of stuck on defense right now, rather than even being able to go to offense and put together a proactive mm. plan for the future. Yeah, that's a really good point about about being on defense and, and was where I guess ties to the comment I sort I wanted to add is the current whether it's the coronavirus situation or some of the other issues that are arising around the world is that it's exposing weakness or weak areas that were already there, but maybe we were able to sort of shove under the rug because, well, business is still good. So we can ignore the fact that, you know, the relationships on the team aren't really working or, you know, well, business is going well. So we can, we can sort of ignore the fact that we're not really clear on what our mission and values are as a company. Right. So in quote unquote, normal times, there are things we've been able to take for granted that now in the present state of the world, we can't like, it's, it's exposing, it is shining a light on where we had holes. And so that's why with our coaching, we are constantly going back to the idea that it starts with me how I show up, how I communicate the relationships I build, especially if I'm in a position of leadership, right? Uh, blame and shame not, not going to, not going to work, especially right now. And so what am I doing to ensure that I am building trust and certainty with my teammates? Or what am I doing to making, to make sure that my organization understands our mission and value so that when we have to make hard decisions, that we are making mission and value driven decisions, not like fly by the seat of our pants and do what seems right only right in the moment that we have some more grounding and foundation to, to make those decisions on. Um, because what I think when we can push ourselves to 
really look at my role in any given situation and not just deflect that to, oh, well, it's somebody else's job to figure that out. But when we can really focus on my role, that's when we start playing offense because we start being able to think ahead to what we want to create instead of simply what we're trying to fix that's broken. I think that's a really strong note to end on for, I know I'm going to be thinking about it for a while and I hope our listeners walk away thinking about too, how can you make effective change start with you? It starts with me. It starts with Dave. It starts with Amanda. How can we all walk away and apply that um, as, as we're navigating some muddy waters here in the near future? So with that, I want to say thank you to Amanda for joining us today. Thank you for Dave for being a co-host and and bringing us some uh, positive energy from the Canadian side of the border. And to our listeners, we certainly appreciate you tuning in and ask you to hit download and subscribe so we know that you're out there. 